Blog Talk Radio. The Phoenix is rising. The Phoenix is rising. Say what? The Phoenix is rising. The Phoenix is rising. The Phoenix is rising. It's rising, rising, rising. The Phoenix is rising, 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 rising. The Phoenix is rising, rising, rising. The Phoenix is rising, is rising, rising, rising. Welcome to our show today, folks. We're of Compassion Reflections, where we reflect reality back to each and every one of us. After being beat down, censored, silenced, and betrayed, the voice of freedom still speaks out. So join us as we bring the truth to you on Word of Compassion Reflections, where we reflect on the current events of the day, not only from the progressive point of view, but from the humanitarian point of view in our society, being human religiously and loving and kind is often called being socialist or communist. And when countries begin to treat all of their citizens with love and compassion and justice, they're also called socialists. On rule of compassion reflections, we reflect on this dilemma and the twisting of words and phrases that thwart democracy. And we try to seek ways to break free from them. So I welcome you to the show. If you will hit some of the links that are in this description, you can help us be able to reach out and serve the general public at our website at nextstepcoaching.mysite.com. You can find a place for donations or find a place for giving to our GoFundMe account that allows us to help create meditation films or meditation recordings to offer Reiki, reflexology, another healing modality at a lower price in order to serve as a way of preventing sickness, pain, and stress that comes from living in a world and trying to create truth, love, and justice when so many people are against it. That is www.nextstepcoaching.mysite.com. There are many links here. Go to any of those, and it will help us continue to work to be on the air, to do our YouTube channel, and to reach out to each and every person. You may have noticed that we don't have many other announcements. I'm doing all the work now because we are on the low-budget radio scale. We were on premium. Now we're not because of the cost each month. Limitations with keeping up with that cost and time limitations which come from working in order to supply 
the necessary tool for people to stay healthy and happy. We have cut back on those frills, doing the work ourselves, and loving it. Thanks for being with us. Once again, now we have a little bit of a musical break, and we'll be coming back right after this little break. So today we are going to consider something that I've been thinking about a long time. I'm not sure that many other people have. I usually listen to the news and I'll glean little things that they say one time, the things they talk about once, and then somehow they just disappear from the news scene as if they made a mistake and allowed themselves to tell us something that is truthful. I was wondering about the COVID vaccines and what I had heard about what they had done in Cuba. Long ago, very early before we had a vaccine, it was said on the news that the people in Cuba had been working on a vaccine and had come up with three different variations of a vaccine and they were being tested by whoever is in charge of that in the world system to see if they really worked. And then everything went quiet. It was never mentioned again. We developed our vaccines. We are trying to get it all over the world. We can see all of these reports on news programs about people in the nations in Africa and in India and all these different nations who are not able to get a hold of the vaccine and these companies like Pfizer and Moderna who refuse to give the people the equipment and the license in order to create the vaccine save the lives of many, many people. The truth is, however, that in Cuba now, their vaccine is effective for more than 95% of the people who receive it. In other words, there is a 95% chance that you will not get COVID from using their vaccines. They've worked on three. They have two that are working. They're using it in their country. They can't use it in other parts of the world, though. Why can't they use it in other parts of the world? Because our president, Trump, labeled them as a terrorist organization, a country that supported terrorism. And this made it so that there were more sanctions put in place to starve the country out than before. 
the visiting that was happening when Obama opened up Cuba to visiting was cut off all of a sudden. And their vaccines are not even being considered for the rest of the world. In other words, what we're doing in our country is actually causing bad suffering and pain all over the world because we do not like the fact that one day Cuba decided to become communist. That little island has been been being tortured for us ever since the early 60s because of a small group of people in Florida who were exploiting their own people, starving their own people, beating down their own people, stealing riches from their own people to the point that they forced everyone on the island to rebel and throw them out, and they are in control of what the United States does down in Cuba. The other efforts that have been thwarted. Cuba was sending doctors out all over the world. They have a medical school that is amazing that allows people to go to their medical school for free, and sometimes they even offer a stipend to people. In fact, some people from the United States even go down there and they study medicine. Not only do they study the type of medicine we have, the allopathic medicine in the United States, but they also have to learn one type of traditional medicine, and they learn how to do medicine to work as doctors in very low-tech areas, places where there might not be electric. And they also learn to cultivate their artistic side. They do it the way people used to do during the Renaissance, you see, because during the Renaissance, you would not just be a scientist. You would also be an artist or a musician or something else because they believed in cultivating the right and left hemisphere of the brain, even though they would call that the right and left hemisphere. In other words, they believed that whole people could do better work because instead of just following rules and reading alone, whole people would be creating wisdom and knowledge, not just sucking it in and spitting it back out. And so these schools turn out these doctors who are dedicated to going out into the world to help people in other nations who can't afford health care or who don't have it available. Through trickery and treachery, the United States has begun to block that off too, to stop people from receiving medicine and the help that they need all over the world. That's because Cuba was sending people out and it was making them look bad. The reason for tightening the visitation and for tightening sanctions again, for breaking off relationships, same thing. For a while, when the walls went down and people from the United States and Canada could go and see Cuba, they saw something that they didn't expect. After all of the propaganda about terrible things happening there and how terrible it was, they went to a country and they saw a place where 
there was no homelessness, where people had actually learned how to create homes and apartment buildings for themselves. So there wasn't homelessness. There was a stipend to everyone, so people weren't starving. There were private enterprises starting to open up since the sanctions were somewhat lifted. So they were not just this communist state. They were a state that was going to have private cooperatives where people were working together in order to make money and profit and to lead exceptional lives. In other words, their revolution from way in the 60s was working. When all of the Americans began to go down and see that, and see it was working, the capitalists here felt threatened, had to shut it down, and made up some silly reason about a sound that you cannot hear being so loud that it was destroying people's brains. So here we are. Instead of being the innovative people who are helping to create a better world for ourselves and this whole globe, we find that we are the ones who hinder process. Whenever a country is about to evolve to a point where it fulfills what we speak about in our constitution, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness for everyone and democracy for everyone, we send out agents and go out and destroy the progress, the growth of that country, destroy the things that are at the core of our Constitution and all of the writings of the great teachers. That is what we do. And it is a shame before man and God and if there be the type of God they speak of in Christianity, the one who will bring nations up to be judged and will the goats and send them into eternal damnation and the sheep and send them into bliss, what do you think will happen to a nation? that has caused death all over the world, has 800 military bases all over the world, are involved in behind-the-scenes wars right now we don't know anything about, and is working on creating nuclear warheads that can destroy the Earth, working at blocking reforms, blocking new energy, Blocking the thing that will save us from global warming. What do you think will happen to a nation like that when it advocates slavery, race-based slavery, by creating institutions and prisons in order to arrest brown and black people to make them work for a dollar a day? making high-cost items, indentured servitude that comes from putting people who go to college so far into debt that they will never be able to pay it off all their lives and they'll have to work and work and give most of their money 
to the banks to gave them loans. This is indentured servitude and slavery. The way it looks has changed. The owners don't have to pay for the board anymore. The slaves have to pay for that themselves. But that is where we're at. Thoughts. What can you do? How long can we, the people of the United States, ignore the fact that those who we elected representatives are so far off the mark? And the bigger question is who is really in charge? Because it doesn't seem that the ones that we elect are doing anything we want. Who is really in charge? There's a new form of lynching going on. The new form of lynching is thwarting people's access to the internet. Not necessarily their access, but the monetization of the internet. Some people can get paid for posting certain things. They get a big following. The bigger the following, the more money they have so that they can continue to do their work and become more and more creators of those things. Others are not allowed to gain a big following. When we started this station at first, we used to get 600 hits every day. And then after a radio show on the 4th of July that someone didn't like, we drop down to zero all of a sudden, then slowly build back to what we have now. Back then, we had 22 followers, even though 600 people a day were hitting the station and listening to the recordings. We got the 22 followers the first day of the show, and it was just someone hit a switch and diverted those followers somewhere else or blocked them from showing up on the internet. The same is true of our YouTube channel with 22 followers frozen there. We got them the first day also. So even the internet is not free. There are those who say things that fit the neocon and neoliberal paradigm that is an ultra-capitalist paradigm, not even real capitalism, because real capitalism 
was not meant to be cruel and to cause poverty and suffering. Real capitalism, when it first developed, came out of a system that was feudalism, a system that was very much like the view that the the neoliberal has today where no one owned anything except the people at the top and people couldn't make money over their own work. Since the 80s, we've been trying to move back to the system. We call it something new and we call it something different. But we have moved back to a new form of feudalism because everybody is in debt. The super rich people are not paying taxes. Most people are working two or three jobs in order to make it. Big corporations are being funded for more tax money, like oil. But we can't be funded from our own taxes. We can't have student loan debt forgiven because that would mean setting the indentured servants free. We can't have free college. That would mean providing knowledge to the poor and not passing money on to the owners of the universities that are controlled by rich boards connected with large corporations. We can't shut down the prison system and create something wonderful and constructive like in Norway because that would mean that we would not be able to get the money to the contractors who have the private prisons and we could not get the free slave labor from the prisoners, giving them a dollar a day and making them pay for their phone calls to their loved ones when they got them. We are in a state of feudalism again that we call democracy. It is a law falling apart and it's hard for us to know what to do about it. The media has failed us by just going along with the party line. The government is failing us because of all the money in politics and a great deal of corruption. Many of the religions are following us because they are preaching the millennialism that they are the representatives of Jesus coming back in to create a kingdom of God on earth. So it's all right for them to commit any atrocities against us because they're doing the work of God. This is an old belief that allowed us to come across the country murdering and slaying and killing the indigenous people all over the United States in the name of God, bringing their children and taking them to what we call Indian schools and torturing them if they spoke their own language or tried to develop their own traditions. These are the things that we've done in the name of Christianity, in the name of God. And of course, Islam has done the exact same thing in other parts of the world. All these things have failed us. Don't you think it's time that we learn to stand up for ourselves? We need to break through 
all of these isms, all of the fighting and all of the striving that is created and fostered by a group at the top who does not ever want us to work together to do the one thing that is necessary. Create an alternative society, create an alternative structure to create an alternative economic structure where there can be life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now, many people actually think that creating a world aligned with our Constitution is communism. That is how far the educational system has dumbed us all down. In reality, all that it is is creating a loving and just society. If you look at the ideas of Confucius, you can find ideas that are similar to the way I think. Confucius wasn't worried about the rich versus poor. He wasn't worried about people who had money versus those who don't have money. Confucius thought of the government and the people as a big family. He thought that those who had a lot of money and power were like the parents of the family and everyone else was like siblings working together in order to promote the health and wellness of the family. And in his view, the ones who had a lot of power, who didn't use it to promote the health and wellness of the family, were shirking their job and they should be removed and replaced by those who wanted to help the whole family and promote liberty, justice for everyone. I agree with that. I am not a capitalist, not a socialist, not a communist. I am a person who believes that those who have power are given power in order to distribute that power and to lift up those who are cast down to provide educational opportunities for everyone, to create a world of peace and love, to overcome the fears, to overcome the prejudices, to overcome the hatreds and the isms so that we can see each other face to face as living human beings, speak with each other, work with each other to promote justice, create pluralistic local communities where people can live and think and do things in different ways than the community next to them. But these communities should have open borders so that people can vote for whichever one is best with their feet. All of them should be held to standards of creating justice and love and freedom for each and every person in that society and in the whole. This was the dream of the founding fathers of this nation and many people still go out into wars and die and bleed and 
spill their blood for this dream. Somehow it has been lost to those up at the top. Maybe they never had a dream. Or maybe they don't agree with it. But what I think is that those who agree with the dream, we the people have to take it up and begin to do it ourselves, even if it is at the bottom, the local level. And when the hatred, the fear, the anger and ignorance disappears at the bottom, the top will have to either do what it is supposed to do or collapse. Next time. The Phoenix is rising. The Phoenix is rising. Say what? The Phoenix is rising. The Phoenix is rising. The Phoenix is rising. It's rising, rising, rising. The Phoenix is rising, 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 rising. Say what?